0: welcome everyone to episode four of the heat vs. the world podcast so today we're welcomed by a few guests uh, first we got jake wild say what's up to the people jake what's up guys wild here you can you can catch me out at wild thoughts uh with two s's on twitter and then we also got jimmy bucket say what's up jimmy
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? Jimmy Buckets here. Uh, My name on Twitter is Jimmy Buckets with three Zs at the end.
0: And I just want to wish everybody a happy holidays and go Heat. And then along with him, we got Quake. Say what's up, Quake.
2: How y'all doing? it's Quake at the Earthquake 3 on Twitter. I hope you all had a great Christmas and got whatever you wanted and then some with our win yesterday.
0: And then last but not least, Miami Clutch PE. Say what's up, Clutch. What's up guys? Miami Clutch P
3: on Twitter. Hope you guys had a good Christmas too. I didn't get my PS5, so there's that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then also I'm your host, and you guys can follow me on Twitter as well, Joel underscore. So without further ado, let's get started. So yesterday the Miami Heat beat the New Orleans Pelicans. And what was kind of a close game until that. Well, it's hard to tell because it seemed like Miami was going to run off with it at times, but then New Orleans sort of fought back. But then at the very end, Miami was able to run off with it. So I want to ask you guys, how do you feel about yesterday's game?
4: Um, I'll start off.
0: Uh, That was a nice Christmas gift.
4: Uh, They really made our day. And, and I'll tell you a couple things that that really made me happy. Uh, first off, Avery Bradley is a bona fide baller, straight up. Um, I think he's, he's proven that um, he's going to be a big part of this team and, and definitely going to get rotation minutes going forward. Um, and, and he did a lot of good things yesterday. First and foremost, his defense was ridiculous. Uh, I'm stealing a, a tweet um, from, from Joe. It looks like Joe um, but so So Avery Bradley essentially in yesterday's game, um, he played around 30 minutes, I think 28. Uh, he ran 2.2 miles, uh, meaning he's really – he just doesn't stop on offense, constantly trying to create, constantly moving around and, and getting good spacing um, and obviously, you know, locking down J.J. Redick on defense. So he ran two miles. He had two steals and two deflections. And his defensive assignments were just two of ten from the field. That man is locked down uh, and, and kind of exactly what we needed. Um, you know, he, he was doing a lot on the offensive side as well, um, creating space again, um, setting up his teammates with four assists um, and obviously knocking down some shots. And, and I think that the key distinction between Avery Bradley and, and other players is he's not really a three and D player. He's actually a two way player. And, and I think there's a difference. Um, I think he's a lot more competent than people give him credit for on offense um, and creating his own his own shots and helping out other teammates. Um, he showcased that a lot yesterday. Um, so he's, I, ho- I hope to see him get all of Kendrick Nunn's minutes going forward. I mean, he deserves them and, and he's really going to, he's going to shape kind of what what we're looking for in that that Miami heat patent tough, you know, defense. That's what he brings. Um, if you, if you kind of think back, he was the reason back in the, in his Celtics days, he's kind of the reason why Ray Allen started to come off the bench at the end because he earned those minutes through, through being tough on both sides of the ball. Um, and, you know, I think people kind of sleep on Avery Bradley and, He's almost one of those veterans that you think is like 33, 34 years old, but he's only 30, um, and he's been pretty healthy as of late, and, and I think that he's going to prove to be a, a better addition for the Heat than we may, maybe originally gave it credit for. Um, so, so I love what I saw from him. Um, that one possession, he was, he was, granting, you know, he was guarding Brandon Ingram, um, who's obviously probably got seven inches on him, and he locked him down and ended up forcing that, that jump ball, and, and it's just Miami Heat basketball. And, and it, was, it was really nice to see. And, and obviously, you know, aside from Bradley, Duncan was just absolutely on fire. Sniper gang Duncan. Um, and that was huge. Obviously, seeing him go 7-13 from three, that's just what he does. Uh, I guess the last thing I want to touch on is, is my man, Goran Dragic. That man is elite. He's a legend. And if we don't, if we don't for whatever reason, uh, decide to retire his jersey, I'll be breaking into the AAA, and I'll be retiring it myself
1: that is really all awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I, I couldn't i couldn't agree with you anymore on bradley that was amazing to see that's what we all thought we were going to get at the beginning when we got him we were i remember on uh he twitter we were all about west matthews this west matthews that and uh, then ended up getting bradley which has turned out to be just amazing Uh Spohue initially wasn't planning on playing him this much from what I've read, the, the first DMP was not a conditioning issue or anything. It was just he just didn't decide to work him into the rotation, which maybe if he would have, we would have had a different outcome in game one because game two, our, our team together with him and, and, and Iggy also getting um, a bulk of minutes. that They proved on the defensive side and offensive side, they both went two for five from three. And uh, like my man said before, Bradley ran 2.2 miles, which was second to the team only to Duncan Robinson, which is saying something. That's just showing how much he moves, um, you know, on defense and without the ball. He's a he's a great player. Uh, Iggy Iggy too played great uh, when him and Bradley came in together on the second unit. Uh, they they with along with Goron and Precious, that second unit we coming off we have coming off the bench is special. Uh, with, with Dragic, Bradley, uh, Iggy, and, and Precious. They, they look really great together as far as defense and just how they float on offense. Our, our, our first-string offense, they looked a little bit rough, but then once uh, they came in and started getting worked into the game, everything looked a lot better. So, all in all, it just looked really good to me. And, and also, Myers Leonard looked good starting, too. Uh, he, played, he played good. I didn't see – he made one or two sloppy passes at first, but then he got settled in, and he, he played great. Um, tried to be Dame Lillard, Lillard one time and train a thirty footer, but other, other than that, he was he was solid. So I, I was very happy with what I saw and I look forward to more of it going forward.
2: Yeah, I was on the uh Avery Brad, Bradley bandwagon uh since the offseason. I wanted uh one of h- either him or Wesley Matthews to shore up the uh the defense at the point of attack and obviously we got we ended up with Bradley, which I believe he's the most logical option to start a point guard from here on out because obviously we we want to keep Goran Dragic fresh for the playoffs. And that was really Kendrick Nunn's purpose all season last season. He started the entire season to keep Dragic fresh for the playoffs. And then we saw Dragic take his spot, which was a questionable move at the time, or it seemed to be a questionable move at the time. But lo and behold, it was the right move. And yesterday we saw that Goran Dragic coming off of a terrible foot injury still has it, so it it only makes sense for Bradley to be the starter from here on out. He's not a real point guard, but Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo handle the ball-handling responsibilities on this team anyway, so it's not a real loss. And you can have – And Hero's better coming out You can have Hero play alongside Dragic, and he'll feed off of him, so –
3: Yeah, um, that's what I was going to say. Hero plays better next to Dragic. That's probably, like, the most clear thing I've seen so far. Hero, for some reason, tends to stick out in the starting lineup for me. Like, he just does not fit. Like, no matter what, he doesn't seem to go with the rhythm of the starting lineup like, like another player like last year, like Kendrick Nunn would. Or this year... Um, Like, I think Avery Bradley would. Um, The most important thing I got out of yesterday, and I said this, like, all over Twitter, Duncan Robinson showed why we're not going to find a dunk- another Duncan Robinson and it's not fair to compare anybody else to him. It's not just the shooting, not the consistency, but it's about the way he moves off the ball, going off screens. He never stops. Like, you read about... Avery Bradley being traveling, like, what, 2.2 miles? But, yeah, when we also read Duncan Robinson was number one, and that's what he brings to the team. That's what I think makes him better than, like, I saw an argument on Twitter about Duncan Robinson or Davis Bertans. I think what I just said makes Duncan Robinson the better, the clearer better option. Um, I think I saw a little bit of a lackluster game from Bam. I mean, nothing too special. He he played good defense whenever he switched up on Brandon Ingram. Just Brandon Ingram has the wingspan of a tier, uh, I mean, of a, a just a long ass wingspan, just like Giannis, and just made the shots right over him. Um, Myers played a very solid game. Avery Bradley making a case for why he should be getting all of Dunk of Kendrick Nunn's minutes, all of them. I, we're not going to see Kendrick Nunn again if he plays like that, if he keeps playing like that.
1: That's not, I, I think he, I think he's, I think he's uh, out like out of the rotation. There's
3: yeah, there's no way. Uh, Precious is making a case to get more minutes. He without it with a shortened off season, no summer league. He's finding a way to contribute. He had 11 points. Him and Dragic seems to have the some of the nicest chemistry on the team, next to Bam and Duncan. And the only, obviously, the question mark everybody thinks about is uh, what's going on with KZ. He's he right. hasn't seen the floor. Neither of the games, Coach, which is odd considering in the preseason he had like he had a twenty four point game against the Pelicans. Um, I don't know. I was, I, was
2: I was against the Raptors. I think the uh, oh, we, we did we did trade we did trade right three second round picks right. for him. So well, with regards to Precious, uh, many people compared him to Bam after the draft, and I actually think he's more advanced at this stage than Bam was as a rookie. And that's not to say that yeah. he's going to be what Bam is right now, but it's just to uh, you know to make a comparison to where they he, were he, at
3: that stage. I mean, his rebound, his rebounding is amazing.
2: Yeah, he did that, hold
3: his own in the short in the short time span. He was on Zion.
2: And what people are overlooking is that he gives us a second Giannis defender, so it's it's going to be uh Giannis is going to regret signing that supermax.
4: Oh yeah,
1: For oh sure. yeah. Now
4: you got Precious and Bam to deal with. No, I mean, I mean that's a great point that you know, realistically, Bam's growth happened a lot, you know, last year and, and a bit in the, in the season before, but right right off the bat. Precious is definitely contributing more and definitely getting more minutes on a championship-contending team, no less. Um, so there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, just looking at his athleticism, uh, he goes in transition as fast as any big man, and he's just he's just disgusting on, on the. You know, you'll see him do a lot of picks and picks and kind of like slips away and kind of goes right to the rim, and he's as good as anyone at, at you know catching Al oops. Um, and and that that kind of energy coming off the bench for us, I'm, I don't think. A lot of people expected it right away, but ultimately, it just shows that the Heat just know what they're doing. Uh, to steal one of uh, five reasons, sweets today, everyone was trying to find the next Bam, and they let the Heat get him at number 20. It's
1: it's pretty amazing. I can't
4: I can't believe the league let that happen. To be honest,
1: Riley Riley did it again. Trust another, <laughs> another one, baby. Another
0: one. So anyways, so moving forward, so I know um I believe it was uh I believe one of you guys brought this up. It was the idea of having Avery Bradley in the starting lineup. Would you guys see any change to starting lineup? You know, especially with Avery Bradley starting as well. No,
2: knowing Spo, it's not going to happen the next game.
1: Yeah, mm. true, true. What 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 I would love to see and uh someone else spoke on this point earlier was that Bradley is underestimated on offense and he can create a shot. He can't handle the ball. He's a vet. He knows what he's doing. I would feel comfortable at him at the point, but he doesn't necessarily have to be the one to bring the ball up. You know, offensive and defensive assignments, you know, can switch and stuff, so switch around and be versatile and interchangeable. So, I mean, you could have a lineup, a starting lineup of Bradley, Duncan, Jimmy, Bam, and let's say Myers. And where you don't have to rely on Bradley to be the sole ball handler because you have Jimmy and Bam to, to also help facilitate. Bradley can slide to the two, Jimmy can play the one, Bam can play the one. I mean, you know, it's, it's not, it's a nice option to have. And, like we were saying before, hero just doesn't look comfortable at the one. he's a second year player. he didn't really play that much point guard before he did in high school, but he doesn't have that much experience and not especially the nBA level. so I would he thrived coming off the bench. he's not one to bring the ball up and he just looks awkward it's not it's not right. He's better coming off screens, moving around in motion offense get you know catch and shoot or, or getting the ball on a mismatch from from screens and this and that and take he can go to the cup but he plays better with the second unit with Drogic and I would love to see the starting lineup be Bradley Duncan Jimmy Bam Myers and the bench be Drogic Hero Iggy Precious and either Kelly or KZ Uh hopefully KZ can get worked in there I'm not sure what's going on with that unless there were showca- they were showcasing him in the last preseason game for trade bait, and he does have an injury history. Maybe they didn't don't want him to get hurt. Or don't – you know, I, we don't know what's going on with that. Nobody can figure that one out. But I'd like to see him get more minutes.
4: Yeah, I, I think that's more of a matter of, you know, Spolstra historically has been very – he's been patient with his young guys. Um, I mean, the only cases I can even remember in, in, in all of Spo's kind of history at the heat of him playing rookies right away or young players right away um, would be like when we played Mario Chalmers and Beasley um, when we had nothing but weight in them um, right off the bat and then last year with none and Hero. Um, typically I mean even Bam yeah. didn't really play right away um, and, and I think you know now with Precious being the outlier now uh, but typically you know Spo takes his time um, he's very rigid with his lineups um, he obviously had an idea of what he thought the lineup would be coming into the year um, and it's up to guys to kind of fight their way into it uh, one one good or two good appearances doesn't re- typically do it for Spo. it's, it's going to take sustained um, great great time you know he's gonna have to be great in practice you know on a long-term basis and I'm sure he's going to work his way in but it'll take some time just given the nature of Spo. but expect it to happen uh, by the end of the regular season I personally fully expect KZ to be getting you know at least 20 minutes because you know he's almost too good to keep off the floor uh, and he's just got to prove it.
0: so anyway so does anyone else have anything else to say about that or
1: i think something interesting we could discuss is that it's really nice to see this kind of depth on our team which we are i mean us as heat fans we know it but everybody else in the world doesn't necessarily know it unless they follow the heat like we do but It it does give us a little bit more leeway if we were to try to trade for Harden just because we have seen uh, the so called. I mean, it's not really an emergency. Bradley's always been good. We just seen that he fits well with our team and can play. Uh, Iggy showed that he can step up and play. You know, I would like to see him not play that much until the playoffs to get rest, but he can play. So if we were to say unload like Hero, you know, Kelly, none. You know, blah 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 for and maybe Iggy for Harden. Then we we would have we could have Harden play the one, Duncan play the two, Jimmy three, Bam four, Myers five, and then a bench of Goron, Bradley, Precious, Mo, Struss, and and any fillers we were to pick up. Which I mean, that's a that's a pretty solid pretty solid team. So gives us a little bit more flexibility now that we see what we can you know do. It's only two games in, but they look really good as a unit. As a non-man rotation pretty much basically last game.
3: Right. The Heat looked like they looked in the playoffs yesterday, at least to begin the game. I mean, I'm not even to begin the game. I mean, after like the first quarter, that big second quarter was playoff Heat basketball, the way they looked. After, after Dragic. Yeah, that's there. right. Drag, Dragic <laughs> picked apart the, the, the Pelicans' defense.
1: Dragic was a plus 21, Bradley was a plus 23, Iggy was a plus 17, and the next closest was Bam at a plus nine. Man, Right, so- and then the Heat do
3: what they do, which is usually
1: when the game gets
3: close in the fourth quarter, which we let the game slip away because that's what the Heat do at halftime when they have a big lead, it's always they're going to give up at least 10 points in that from that big lead. Now, in the fourth <laughs> quarter, usually the Heat – dominate the fourth quarter. There you, when it's a close game, you know the Heat are going to mo- more than not pull it out. And that's what they did. And doing it without Jimmy Butler is what made it even more impressive.
2: Yeah, yesterday was closer to the uh the Miami Heat team we saw in the playoffs in the Orlando game. Uh the frenetic mm-hmm. ball movement and uh, player movement that we saw yesterday was uh was on par with the
1: playoffs. We definitely saw a playoff dragy. Yep. Yo, man, that behind the back layup, he did. Oh, my Lord. When he thread the needle to Precious in the in the break. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, that too. That was beautiful. Golly. I loved. I love the dragon.
2: And I, I, I'm glad he agreed to come off the bench and had no problems with it because it's really uh, extending his career. Seven. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, because, and, you know, you got to give him props for it. And I know that's why a lot of Heat fans love it because – at the end of the day, like, not a lot of players would even have agreed to do that in the first place.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's an all-star coming off the bench. Yep. You know I mean, one of, I, I I, think he might be one of the most underrated or less talked about players in the NBA. He's a, he's, he's a stud. I mean, he's an absolute stud. He showed it last year in the playoffs. He showed it to open the season. He's got chemistry with everybody. It's like the offense really revolves around him. I mean, I know – we don't want him starting because of his injury history and age a little bit, but he's—he's. He's, I mean, he's obviously one of our best players, and seven better be in the rafters. And I'll—I'll I'll join whoever was saying that <laughs> earlier about breaking into American Airlines. I'll—I'll I'll help hoist yeah. that jersey. We, right out here. we I got you back. Yeah, I mean, let's go,
3: Pete
1: Gang. Let's this, go, this baby. Even Goron is—he is, <laughs> he,
4: go. he is Armanuj like, and it's not just because they're white and European and lefties. You know, they—they they have. So many similar tendencies. They're so.
3: <laughs> I'll correct you right <laughs> there. Manu's Argentinian, isn't he? Yeah, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. He's got the, he's got the European Not style, man. and he invented the uh, Euro. he, uh, he, he uh, and right. Wade. He Truth. and D Wade kind of had Truth. that Euro step, but yeah, you're
4: correct. He is yeah.
3: he's Argentinian. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just nitpicking.
4: Yeah, no, but like other than that, the comparison is just like watching them play and, and kind of the X factor level. You know, kind of when he comes off the bench, how he can just change a game not many players in league history have been able to come off the bench and, and produce that kind of talent. Because like you said, you know, if players are starting caliber, usually they, they don't have the the team mentality to say, okay, I will come off the bench. Um, but him being able to yeah. come off and play, a, you know, a few less minutes but still close games, um, he, he hasn't lowered his impact on the team by coming off the bench. I think it's it's something that, you know, I, we were talking about a little bit last pod of him him with that team option this year. Unless you know we're getting a stud, I really want to see us pick that option up. Um,
1: just because he's been so good oh, to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't. I won't. I want to have Goron with us till he retires, man. That's. I mean, uh, he's he's just. I feel like he's an irreplaceable part of our offense. There's not another. There's not really another Dragich, I don't think. I mean, not really. Yeah. No. There's not.
3: Uh, Drajeck did what what a good player, what a good culture player does, and starting is a pride thing. So he checked the he checked his pride at the door, and he realized that's not what matters. Starting games does not matter, especially this early on in the season. Uh, what matters is and with Spo what you can see with Spo is the players he values more are his closers, not the starters. And Goron's always a closer.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Goran's gonna be in there in the fourth quarter, no matter what. I mean, so that's all that. I mean, really, I mean, it, that's all that matters. Unless we get down really big early, uh, we'll, we'll still be competitive in the fourth. As long as you know we have him on the floor along with our other guys, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, the thing—the thing with so anyway. With just one more
4: thing too, um, just just about the game. Um, I was gonna mention this earlier, but seeing Butler kind of go out there and, you know, he, he kind of looked, he looked hurt a little bit the whole game. He was, he was definitely stiff. uh, And then eventually came out. I really, I really want us to take it really easy on Butler for a lot of reasons. Um, If he's ever feeling any pain, I I have no problem with us, with us sitting him because a, I mean, they had the longest season of anyone last year, you know, other than the Lakers Um, we both had, you know, seven or eight weeks off, whatever it was. And, you know, I just, it's nothing is worth, having Jimmy play through pain during the regular season so ultimately you know I'm glad that we took him out and I'm glad he's you know he's able to be honest because I'm sure he doesn't want to come out just given the nature of how he is uh, but it's important that we, we take it easy with him because ultimately come playoff time we've seen he's a top five player or can can become a top five player in the league you know when he needs to be um, we just got to keep him healthy and you know if guys like Avery Bradley and you know those you know players just come off the bench and hopefully eventually KZ can come up and step up if Butler ever needs to rest. uh, It's not going to even hurt us, but I am glad to see that we can step up
0: without him. And I mean, to touch on that, I mean, I feel like he only played yesterday because it was Christmas Day, so obviously, you know, for this type of event, you know, you want to see all the stars come out. And like, because look at, you know, the Lakers. I mean, they had, you know, um Anthony Davis and LeBron come out and play. And we know they're also planning on doing load management eventually. So I think, you know, for Jimmy, you know, once he got those few minutes in, and I think even he realized at some time it was like, Okay, it's you know, this is enough. Like to sit this one out. And it was pretty good. I mean, to have the other players step up, especially like as you guys brought up, the rookies and precious and all them getting more minutes coming in and doing their thing. I mean, to watch all that take place, especially while Jimmy was on the bench, you know, still dealing with that injury. I mean, that was pretty nice to see, in my opinion. So, anyways, so moving forward. So, was there any other game yesterday that sort of got y'all attention? Because I know for me, there was some game specifically that I looked at. And I was
1: like, wow uh, net- you're, I'm sure you talk about I'm sure you're talking about the Nets and Celtics. hmm
0: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah the net the net the net the Nets <laughs> the Nets look uh the Nets look pretty legit.
0: Like wow! Like I know y'all saw that game, bro.
1: Ky- Kyrie, Kyrie looks like an MVP man. I mean, he's always been that caliber player, but he looks like he's he's making his bid for this year. He said, he said, screw it, put KD on my team. I'm still gonna win MVP. Yeah, I but, think
2: Kyrie, I think Kyrie be- might actually lead Brooklyn in scoring this year. A- yeah. He will. He
1: he will. Yeah. Thank thank God for Avery Bradley. Let's uh, let's everybody include him in our holiday prayers tonight <laughs> because. We're going to need him when we play Kyrie, bro. But the biggest takeaway <laughs> to me was the Celtics. They they really did
2: not get better in the offseason. They took a step back with Hayward leaving. Their bench yes. has shown no visible improvement. Uh, I'm not a fan of Jeff Teague at all. And Teague uh, sucks. Th- they still have no uh, real center. Tristan Thompson, for what it's worth, I mean- he's still a very good offensive rebounder. That's what he's always been. But I, I, they really should have put off that Miles Turner trade with with Indiana.
0: That's what I've been thinking too. The way how he clamped up Bam in that first and he had
2: uh, eight blocks in their first game this season.
0: Yeah, they dropped, they dropped, right. the, they dropped
1: the ball on that. They could have got him for free. They could have got him in a, in other and other yeah. assets, but they were being greedy. Man, that just everybody's like everybody used to like goat Danny Ainge. No. Like no, no. Not, Danny Ainge is all right in draft he, selections,
3: but he's he, just not. He's all right. He's not like, a good trade person. He he's not he's not he's not on our level. When man, you when you really or, think
2: about, or if y'all want to really stop and think about it, that is the team that should trade for Harden. Is the Boston Celtics?
1: Yeah, Danny Ainge yeah. doesn't have the balls. I mean, Kemba Kemba's who who knows what Kimba's status is. He I don't know if he'll ever be back to Charlotte form. I doubt it, but. Uh, Kimba. I mean, not having Kimba hurts them. But I don't know. I don't know what they would package. I, I heard they would package something around yeah. Brown. Yeah, and um, on. A, yeah, that might be the second best package they can get aside from Philly. I, I don't think that's gonna. I don't think the Philly thing's gonna happen. I think that was off smoke. I don't. They're not. They don't want to deal with Morey. They and 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 Philly's not gonna realistically. Ben Simmons, James Harden. Uh I don't. I don't think they're gonna go off Simmons. Uh, I don't think. I think, I, and I don't think the Nets are going to ruin their chemistry because if you have Kyrie and Durant as your one-two, and then Dinwiddie and Din, or Levert, who has Karis Levert coming off their bench? I mean, Jesus, what what a luxury to have such an amazing player coming off your bench. That's how deep they are. I think they played fifteen people both games, I believe, or fourteen or fifteen. Brooklyn did; they they played their whole their entire team. Um, they're deep. I don't. I don't know if they would want to mess that up. But then again, them being that deep, maybe they have assets to to move it. But I, I don't know. Yeah, matter. I said this on the Who previous knows?
2: episode. If they attempt to trade for Harden, it's it's they're just doing so out of greed at that point because they don't need him at all. They're still they're, no. They, they might him. have the best
1: offense in the NBA without Harden. Hundred percent. I, I believe. I believe so. I mean, LeBron, AD, hair. That's one other thing that somebody said, or, or that um, that Joel was saying. Uh, about what else impressed you what impressed me was the Lakers how many points they put up with four players being James Davis which are obvious but then Harrell and Schroeder which were the two six men of the year uh or the six Man of the year and the runner-up and the you know the other runner up would, would be Dragic I guess um but two out of the three six men of the year best or six men of the year are on the Lakers now and they weren't last year so that just ups them and I, I don't know. They scored eighty or ninety points just in four, something like that yes last night. It was a yeah, lot those were, so that, those were terrific moves for them. Schroeder, I really love Schroeder. He might be the he's
2: probably the closest thing to Dragic in the NBA. He really reminds He's very he's very he reminds me of also. a younger Dragic and he where he really impressed me last night was his defense on Luka Doncic. He was getting up into yeah. it. And then the Mantra's herald move was good too because unlike with the Clippers where he was playing center against Nikola Jokic on the Lakers, he's going to be playing next to Anthony Davis for maybe 80% yeah. of his minutes. So
1: It gives him a lot of freedom and relief and not, not having to have to be that presence on D with the, the main big man. Yet. Yeah, And Schroeder's got high basketball IQ, really good on D, uh, great two-way player. That was a good pickup. When I saw that, I was bam, and then I saw Harrell, and I was like, "Double down!" I was like, "How, how do y'all do this? Well, how much luxury tax are y'all gonna be paying? I'm like, that these are these are like the Lakers seem to get this all anything they want whenever. It's it's, yeah, yeah. it's I mean it's oh. it's pretty crazy. I mean you're looking at Montrez Harrell, who
4: you know had a great year last year, not in the not in the bubble, obviously, but you're looking at a kind of guy that everyone thought would take a step forward and. They they signed him for a two-year, $19 million contract. I mean, that's one of the most friendly deals in the entire NBA for a guy that can drop 20 at will. Um, that was a guy I really wanted the heat to grab, but, you know, obviously LA came out and got him first. But, but yeah, I mean, the same thing with Schroeder. I mean, they just traded Danny Green in, in a, a late first, almost a second rounder. So basically got Schroeder for, I don't want to say free, but essentially for nothing. Um, it, you know, I, I'm not sure if OKC did their due diligence enough on that, um, Cause I find it hard to believe that there wasn't a team willing to pick up Dennis Schroeder for anything higher than a vet that doesn't even, you know, you know not, not even that big of an impact anymore and a late first. So they kind of just, they kind of improved really easily without having to give anything up. Um, I, I just find it hard to believe they're going to be able to be beaten in the West this year, even though the Clippers look nice. I, I don't see it.
2: Yeah. I have the, I have the Lakers repeating and if Brooklyn, uh, finagles Spencer Dinwiddie into let's say Aaron Gordon. I- I'd pencil, I'd pencil the Nets in, in the finals.
4: I might pencil them in now just because, you know, I hate to say it. Obviously, you know, he can get back there too. But when you look at the Nets roster, they just they just scream a championship roster. You know, looking at two mega yeah. superstars, you know, one elite shooter to space the floor, um, great players off the bench that can create and like would be stars on other teams. And then great offensive rebounding, you know, Allen and Jordan are, are not great by any means,
1: but
3: they're serviceable and they, and, they're, and they they're, play their
1: role. They're, they're big and they're, they're big. They're really big.
2: They'll be a <laughs> champion against
1: Miami, I'll tell you that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the one position they need to uh, shore up is either the uh, power forward or center position because I-, I see any team with, like, a dominant interior presence giving them problems, Embiid, Anthony Davis, you know, those type of players. And then, obviously, I think they could use another wing as well because you don't want Kevin Durant having to guard the opponent's best wing for the entire game. You need somebody else who can, you know, shoulder that load so KD can focus on score.
1: Yeah, Aaron Gordon is a real deal, man. They look scary. They look scary, definitely. That's a good team. Boy, that's a really – that's a well-constructed team. I mean, they I, how they worked in – they worked in KD and Kyrie without giving up anything. I mean, that's that's pretty. It's pretty impressive. They really they didn't give up anything. <laughs> yeah, and
3: in in terms of the Nets, we're talking about how we for the last few years we've been talking about how the Heat are the deepest team in the East. The Nets are giving going to give us a run for their money for our money.
0: The Nets yeah. are
3: deep, and Miami. The only way I could see them beating the Nets in any way is. They're going to have to outgrind them because talent-wise, they got us.
1: Yeah,
0: and Bro. they got Tyler Johnson, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the heat legend.
1: Yeah, imagine Tyler Hero and, and Tyler Johnson in the same locker room. <laughs> That, that would be like Malibu's Most Wanted times, too. <laughs> and Tyler now has that, like,
4: afro. Like, he just doesn't – yeah. And, good. Then, like, James, and
1: then James Johnson – James Johnson's still with us mentoring them, too. <laughs> James Johnson's with us mentoring Tyler Johnson, Tyler Hero. <laughs> they would both have sleeves and tats on their neck and face, and they, they would be the most gangster white boys ever <laughs> in the um, They really would. You're going to see <laughs> Duncan
3: Robinson with a neck tat. <laughs>
1: I just spit out my drink.
3: <laughs> like, how crazy would it be if see Duncan <laughs> Robinson come into the season with a full sleeve and a necktie? <laughs> <laughs> maybe
1: he get maybe he'll get NWA tattooed across his neck or something. Bro. Or like sniper game,
4: like, <laughs> like that picture that Trilly always puts up of him and
3: Kodak. That on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack, you know how like Jack Harlow did it the Tyler Hero song? You need Kodak to make the Duncan Robinson song. Well, <laughs> free, free, free.
0: I would I would free Kodak. happen.
3: Free Kodak. Free Kodak yeah. just for that song.
1: Just for that song, yeah. Just for the Duncan Robinson song. You can go back in time. afterwards. It'll be called Sniper G- That'll be the name of the song <laughs> Sniper Gang and all the people in the hood'll think it's all hard about up, people, and it'll be about Duck and Robinson, this little tall, skinny white boy shooting threes on oh, everybody in the NBA. That
3: music yeah. video is going to be elite. Oh yeah, that's that, that, that in the hood.
1: That would storm YouTube, bro. The hood wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> except, except, except Ovi. Ovi knows. Ovi knows. Ovi knows, but everybody else, they don't know. <laughs> That one picture of him was so funny. That
4: was like, oh, like, like their mom is like, like the kid, like it just got dropped off to school and he's so excited to see his friends or whatever it was. And it was just like Duncan Robinson, like looking all happy on the court. Like
0: he just
1: gives off like
0: kid vibes. It's so funny.
1: Have y'all seen the Duncan Robinson Jimmy Neutron meme? Oh
0: my god, Sheen! Oh my god. Oh yeah, with Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uncanny hey, I don't resembling. know if y'all seen.
1: I don't know if y'all have seen the Bam Barber meme either, either. That's really funny. Like how Bam has to get his hair cut every time. And it's the cartoon of the dude with the bowl shaped like afro on top of his head. Just like way back on top of his head. It's mad funny. Twitter, Twitter, be, Twitter be wilding, bro. Especially <laughs> Heat Twitter. I love it. Shout out to everybody on Heat Twitter. Heat Nation, go Heat. Shout out.
0: <laughs> But anyway, I know I know one of you guys brought up Chef Truly, and I want to acknowledge him real quick because back to the Harden situation, if everyone basically erupted, not even Heat Twitter, but basically everyone, when a certain picture came out of what we all thought was from Nun's story on Instagram, where he apparently said something about what was it, a new beginning, a new chapter. And then this was like followed with like an actual tweet from Demarcus Cousins where he put the um, cursing emoji. So I don't know how did y'all feel when y'all saw the um when y'all saw the troll pick from Trilly saying that none was apparently onto a new chapter, a new beginning.
1: Well, Trilly, Trilly is a troll though, but I, I thought for a second it might be real. I got my hopes up a little bit. I, I had to go on Instagram to check it but, out. Yeah, I, I I checked multiple other things. I'm not going to rely on, you know, I'm only going to rely when it comes from a major source. But still, I got my hopes up for a second. But then I realized it was Trilly, and Trilly's awesome. He's smart. It's- he knows what he's doing. But he also likes to troll and mess with people.
0: Kind of after I realized uh, it was probably and it troll. Was- but who knows? Maybe he's – and it was getting so serious. Like then you had like other like reporters and all that coming out, like, oh my gosh, did y'all see what Nun just posted on his story? Like I think who was I think it was Hoop Central is someone like them that tweeted man.
3: Trilly Trilly is a Trilly's a master troll. <laughs> Shout out to Trilly. And this is my open invite for Trilly to come on so we can talk with him. That's funny.
1: Yeah, I thought this man would be a I'd like to talk Trilly.
0: Like, this was, like, what, the biggest troll job since when he came out and did that picture of Iguodala talking about how D-robs. You know, oh, the That's blown up, man. That, people were reporting yeah. all <laughs> that right I think that made it obvious. Yeah,
4: all kind of basketball accounts <laughs> that, like, just thought it was real. And everyone was trolling Iggy. And Iggy's like, I, he literally had to come out and comment. He's like, yeah, like, I love Duncan, but I did not
0: say that. <laughs> and I think someone interviewed Duncan and asked him how he felt about that. Right? That's about right, <laughs> man. So you know, I feel like we've talked a lot today about yesterday's game and all that. Is there anything else you guys feel like we should hit on?
1: I just, I, I, I honestly, I, I know that our team is great. I love our team how it is. I love all our players a lot I think we can do a lot with what we have and we can improve uh tremendously from what we've started with still I think that the main the main goal for our team is still as much as this has been thrown around here and there is still Harden because if we're going to have to compete with Brooklyn I really don't send us see us be seven gate series without Harden um not as constructed as now. So if we really have our eye on the prize and like Riley said, and Spolster said, we want to do it for Jimmy now. Like we want to do it for Jimmy now. If you really want to do it for Jimmy now, I mean, he is only 31. Um, I believe Harden's also 31. Uh, Of course the rest of our core besides Iggy and some fillers are, are, are relatively very young. So we have a promise in future regardless, but, if we're trying to win now, I don't see us beating – I see us beating everybody. I don't see us finishing in the top two in the regular season uh, because we're always we're a playoff-oriented and focused team, and we will we, we'll rest our vets. And, you know, we won't go as hard into paint as we would normally go in the playoffs. But I don't see us beating – I see us being a top-two team in the East in the playoffs. I see us playing Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals and then beating us if we do not get hardened. That's what I see. So if that's what we want to do, then that's gonna. That's probably going to be the end result if we don't make moves. I've heard some moves like let's package something for uh, Depot and Miles Turner. That could be something we could talk about. I've, I've heard that thrown around that we could possibly try to package something for Depot and Turner, which, you know, that would be something. Uh, I don't know if it would be enough to get us over the – the hump to win the championship, but I believe it would put us closer to what we have now. If we don't make some moves or don't improve drastically, I don't think we're going to beat Brooklyn in a seven game series, much less Los Angeles. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you on that.
4: Uh, and I really do right. think we're going to get hardened. Um, there's so many reasons, uh, but ultimately, like, if you're just looking at Pat Riley himself, um, he's not trying to get finagled. And, and right now Houston's asking prices too high for everyone. Uh, But for us, it was reported that they were asking for seven players and three picks. Um, Obviously, that'll go down a bit. And once Riley hits the sweet spot where he's comfortable, uh, it'll probably end up being hero. Uh, Hopefully, we can keep Duncan um, and some salary filler. And obviously, you know, we might have to give up KZ, Precious, whatever. Um, But hopefully, we can get back Harden and maybe TJ Tucker as well. Maybe one of, you know, another guy that's ready to play in the playoffs and, and contribute right away. Uh, and as soon as we can do that trade without having to clear out in our, our entire future, I think we're going to do it. Um, w- one thing we mentioned last pod that I thought about a lot is that Duncan is a restricted free agent this summer. And, you know, if we don't if we sign him for a big deal, you know, that limits us to get anyone after. We're not going to have enough cap. But if we can get we do, him, we, 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 we do have
1: him. his bird rights. We have his bird rights, though, so we can we can spread out if he wants 20 million a year, we can spread that out. Uh, which will help a little bit. It'll help a little bit.
4: There's definitely flexibility, but if we're going to bring in a max player, it has to be before, and then we can go over the, over the tax and and obviously Mickey would pay it to bring Duncan back. But the time to bring in a guy is now. Um, Like Riley said in his press conference, next, next thing is next. I just think it's going to happen. You know, it's a back and forth that will take a couple more weeks in my opinion, um, but ultimately, this is this is what Pat Riley does for a living. He's the godfather, and I think he's gonna he's gonna bring in that whale he's been looking for. Uh, and I think we're gonna win a lot of games because of it.
1: Yeah, I, yep, yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, if if we get mm-hmm. if we get hardened in the mix, then I believe we're we're I be, if we get hardened, I believe we're clear cut in the East. I I, I not clear cut, but pretty much because I mean, there's nobody that has three. I mean, I can say stars, superstars, whatever you want to call it, but in my eyes, they're superstars. I mean, Jimmy obviously is a superstar. Bam, to me, is a budding superstar. He's a star. He's not a superstar yet, but he he will be. Uh, I mean, and especially if he's surrounded by that that veteran leadership and that, like, he, if he knows, if Harden's coming, I believe him and Bam in, like, pick and roll situations and stuff, I believe that that'll – Help both everybody's game out. I, I would love to see Harden and Pam in a pick and roll. That would just be nuts, nuts. Like I that don't mean, know. it would be so nice, man. So nice. And nice. unfortunately, you
4: know, we, we kept all this flexibility for the twenty twenty one off season, which was, you know, so highly coveted. But unfortunately, all these guys are starting to sign their extensions, and it's exactly. looking like we're going to have to go via trade.
1: If we don't get hard, yeah. if we don't get Harden, the only one left is Kawhi. But he, I don't think he's leaving SoCal. No.
3: Hardens are Harden's our last legit no, shot that's the at, only, a, at a big that's thing. The
1: only, that's the only person that's left. That's really, if we're trying to get a championship caliber level, that's the only player that we can realistically get. So if we have a shot, go for it. Like, who cares what we have? Because the.
3: the the top free agent in the twenty twenty one class now is Kwai, but assuming he's gonna go back, yeah, he's not. He's um, not leaving there. The top free agents are what? They're Oladipo and DeRozan.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's it. And we could get it. We we could yeah, get Oladipo that, now if we wanted to. I think.
3: And that that doesn't win us a championship. Not, it doesn't. Nah. Harden's the last, if at least for now. Maybe somebody else shakes loose eventually, but that's the last. Shot at a at a yeah, way and
1: I and I know Harley, I mean I know that Pat Riley knows that. Riley knows that, I mean, obviously. So we gotta just trust trust in Pat, trust in the organization. They it's know what we're and, doing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard, hard,
2: hard it. under it's hard in our 2022 at this point. Yeah. And I think <laughs> hard, I think us getting hard on is dependent on uh coming off of Duncan, to be honest. Because what if you if you analyze the package without Duncan, it's essentially Tyler Hero, Precious, and then Andre Iguodala and Kelly Olynyk, who don't factor into Houston's future, and then Kendrick Nunn, who isn't what who he was cracked up to be at the beginning of last season. So,
3: and I hate to say it, unless he snaps out of it, it's a struggling Tyler Hero, and the Kendrick Nunn that does not play. Yeah,
1: t- Tyler, Tyler Hero's not doing much to up his draft stock or not his draft his trade stock right now. He's, uh, I don't know. if I think it might be in his head because he's heard. I mean, he's on Twitter too. where he's on all social media. He knows he's heard it.
3: He's 20 years old. He's 20 yeah. years old. He knows what's going on. Yeah, on I wonder it.
1: if it's, I wonder if it's in his head. And he's just shook. <laughs> and along, imagine being 20 years old, a second-year player, and then asked to take over the starting point guard role on a championship-caliber team, along with having your name swirled in trade rumors. And starting out the season like that, he's got to be shook. I'd be shook as hell.
3: I guarantee you, Tyler, no chef Trilly. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> they, he's seen it. He's seen they probably stuff. smoke hells <laughs> together. Uh, the
4: thing is, you don't just go from scoring 15 a game as a rookie <laughs> and, and having multiple games over 20 points to just not being able to play skill-wise. I mean, it, it doesn't happen physically. It's definitely mental. Um, and I really hate to see it because, you know, he, he was a guy that – you you would really would thought he would have made a big step forward this year. I mean, he's not, he's already 25 because, you know, he had a, he had a couple, you know, personal issues and and that he had that issue with that domestic violence thing in college that held him back a few years. Uh, So he didn't get to the league as quickly as he wanted to, but once he got here um, he made such an impact right away that it's just, this is kind of, this is obviously the worst case scenario. Like not many heat fans would have expected this kind of decline and it's, it's depressing to see, but, Hopefully, you know Riley can spew a team into saying, "Hey, listen, he was good last year. He Just needs a, a change of scenery." And you know, if anyone if anyone can do that, it's Pat.
3: You just gotta sell it, cause you can say Kendrick Nunn, backup for Rookie of the Year. Look at that! He, look at the voting. He was the backup for behind John Morant. He's clearly good. Maybe, like you said, a change of scenery is all he needs. But for now, he's not seeing the floor. Avery Bradley playing this
0: no. game. No, oh no. I mean, it's crazy when you... It's crazy when you look at the hype you receive. Like, I remember all the memes that would come out. Like, people would dress up as nuns to Heat games. And then you would have, like, people posting memes about... Like, I don't know if y'all remember, but there was the Scooby-Doo meme where it was, like, they had... A Kendrick Nunn tied up, and then they took <laughs> his mask off, and it was actually Dwayne Wade. Like when you look back at all that, it's crazy yeah, how, how, how they, really those Dwayne Wade comparisons. Kendrick Nunn in the song. Like he was literally
4: like getting named by rappers.
1: I've never, I've never seen such a <laughs> fall off. I I know he had uh, COVID stuff before the bubble and came into the bubble late, but like. If you have that all that talent, the talent just doesn't go away. It's got to be mental. So it's uh, it's, it's, Lan, it's Lance Stevenson. it's Stevenson, like Mark Mar- Mark Fultz at, back in the day, not now. See, he over Fultz overcame it. Yeah, maybe just a pro- just the environment or just the whatever or this or that. But
2: it's like Lan- it's like Lance Stevenson to me. You oh, know, yeah. after he left Indiana,
1: yeah, he fell off, man. And so did. Uh, but, and Fultz said the opposite. After he left Philly, he excelled with Orlando. He, I mean, he looks great. Well, yeah, He just didn't
4: escape those expectations.
1: You know, he's, not, that, a, he's not a top pick in the draft, but he's still a good player. That was stress and mental stuff, too. You know, top pick, got to come out. You're playing over a big team. Philly, big market. You're playing with huge players. I think it just got, you know, got to him. None uh, seemed not that didn't bother him at first. He played great, and then it was, like, opposite of, like a false type thing. He, he just declined yeah, after he, the bubble, really, or in the bubble. He played after.
3: he played he played great. Like you're right. He played great. But I think the situation there is that the team during the season, as the bubble went on, the team evolved. Kendrick didn't. He stayed the yep. same. Exactly. And he stayed behind. Everybody else
1: went forward. He stayed yeah. behind. That's a hundred percent right. That's a that's one hundred percent right. He, he didn't. He didn't evolve with with everything everybody was doing, and just lost his spot. Just, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I hate to see it because I like the guy. He's a good player. He did a lot for us last year. He's just. It just doesn't. He just doesn't. It just doesn't fit. Maybe if he played. Maybe if he played defense, even like half of Avery Bradley's defense, then it would be okay. But if you bring in somebody like Bradley, and then. You have – you know, you're trying to uh, – even emerging hero from two to one or being both, and then you have Dragic, you got Bra- – you, you ha- it's just clogged up. I don't see a spot for him, really. It's All he is re- at this point would be just trade. Just trade bait, trade material. Is, but I hope he does well wherever he goes if he doesn't stay with us. All right. He's, whatever.
2: I mean honestly I could see him staying with us if uh, if we do pull off the hardened trade. I don't know uh what other GMs might think of him or what Houston might think of him.
1: You don't think none of you don't think none would be involved in the trade package? Cause that's all that's all I've heard. The first two names I always hear is Nunn and Kelly. <laughs> like None Kelly, and then it's always like Iggy salary filler and then if they want K Z or Precious or you know, whatever. Then he, might
2: be, he might be involved, but I don't know if uh, – he is 25 years old, so I don't know if uh, other teams, you know, see very very much upside in him. You know, they obviously saw that he didn't play too much in the playoffs before
1: the finals. So. Yeah, we haven't done well in – our draft stock – or dra- not draft, trade. I keep saying draft. Our trade stock on players has gone – it seems like it's gone down a little bit with none not playing, hero playing, like, not hero. Uh, but then it's gone up in the essence of Precious, but I don't like that because I don't want to get rid of Precious. (laughs) I I still, you know, like it's like all it's like a double edged sword. It's like, you know, geez, it is just a draft pick we had, but it's a great draft pick, like amazing. Like we got kind of like a little BAM 2.0, even though KZ's got all that crazy upside. I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose much sleep or care much about it. If we did unload KZ, I would rather unload KZ than Precious just from what I've seen so far. But it, Houston, Houston needs to quit being so greedy and just come to the realization that they're not going to get this done with what they're looking for. And I, I think that everything else that's going on is either smoke or trying to increase our offer from them leaking stuff, either real or not real. I just hope we stick to our guns and somehow land-hardened for – uh, some of our bench players and young, cl- a couple young players that that aren't that would impact us, but not as much as Harden would help us. So, hopefully, we get it done. If not, we still have a really good deep team. So, I just don't about Brooklyn.
2: Push comes to shove, would any of you surrender Duncan Robinson in the Harden deal?
1: No.
4: I just—it's just so tough because I, then we're we're so stripped down this year that you know I don't know if we can win this year if we don't have Duncan we don't have Hero we don't have you know we'll have to give up Iggy and we we just we'd be stuck with you know we have like what we have I guess Drogic too so that, that's four um, and Mo Harkless <laughs> and Mo and A- Avery Bradley we we could probably make it work. Um, with, with what we have left after giving up Duncan. But I, I think Pat Riley is going to hold on until the very last second um and try to keep him. Duncan's going to – It's hard to say that I wouldn't want to include him, but I,
1: I really don't. He's genera- – Duncan's like a generational – uh, undrafted, tall, skinny white boy from D3 to Michigan to the NBA to like one of the top three shooters in the league, arguably. I mean, easily. I mean – Thompson's out. And those other two shooters are ball-dominant yeah, guys. Well, Thompson's, Thompson's not, but he's hurt. Thompson's not, but he's hurt. Curry, maybe, and Harden. Right, I, is. I was thinking of Harden last week's is, list Curry, is. Of, uh, Curry and I, I'm, I'm thinking Heald, Curry, Harden, Lillard, Duncan. Those are my... Yeah, mo- most of those names you see are
3: ball-dominant guys yeah, that dribble. Yeah. Cl-
1: yeah. I mean, I
4: Duncan is like a better Joe Harris and a better Berton, like we said earlier. Like, he... He's the best of that breed of three point shooter.
1: He reminds me like Pages toyakovich a little bit, just smooth. I like that. Yeah, just smooth. If we if we do trade Duncan,
3: just don't expect anything close to Duncan esque from a Max Stress or whoever other shooter comes along. Because I, I've said this and I'm going to keep saying
1: it: you're not going to find another Duncan Robinson. He's six foot eight. He's got a perfect catch and shoot right. release. He can. He, I think, honestly, I think Duncan, I think his greatest strength is not three point shooting. That might be a, you know, a controversial take. I think his best asset and what Duncan does best for our team is moving without the ball. It's insane. Like we were talking about before, Bradley ran 2.2 miles and Duncan ran like 2.4 or something. It was like, that's insane. That's like J.J. Reddick stuff. Like the other players don't do that. Don't don't bring that to a team like they don't have the energy, they don't have the mentality, they don't have. The, and Duncan can pass too. Duncan can pass. Duncan can take it to the hole if he's open. He, he, I remember last game he he did a nice little pump fake from three and took somebody to the cup for easy two. And I was like, get him, Duncan. Like, let's <laughs> go. Kind of, you don't score yeah. many twos, but I, I think he's inv- invaluable. I believe he's one of our greatest assets to our team. I think that, that – I mean, obviously Jimmy and Bam untouchable, and I think Duncan's right up there with him.
4: I mean, he's just a historically good shooter. You know, he's not just a good shooter. You know, last year putting up over eight eight threes per game and shooting almost 45% from three. Like, that just doesn't happen. And you're looking at the threes he's taking. They're not – you know, the majority of them are not just wide open catch and shoot in the corner. Like, he's coming off the screen, you know, sprinting and, and hitting like an off-balance type – like almost like what Wayne Ellington was doing for us, but in a way higher level.
1: Um, Wayne it's,
4: it's just crazy. Like yeah. he's pretty much right. the best
3: shooter I've ever seen, other than that and Clay. Right, I'm telling you, Duncan. Duncan would have one to three point shootout if he was coming off the screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe Duncan. You know, like they have in the slam dunk contest where they can bring their buddies out. Maybe Duncan can get. Just yeah, have Bam yeah, yeah, every exactly. Spot. Maybe Duncan can convince the NBA to let Bam come out on the three-point shooting and just like stand by the rack and just stand, you know, in the screen position beside him, and maybe. Oh yeah, they yeah. could
0: just they could just have another little little just dribble handoff in the Duncan corner. Bam, sit there and
1: just <laughs> stand with nobody to set a pick on, you know. <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. <laughs> we'll we'll have Robinson three point champion and Bam skills champion.
0: And then sadly, we won't have the slam dunk champion representing us no more. But still, shout out to Derrick Jones Jr. <laughs> yeah, Vick I love you DJ, for DJ reason, Man. For to listen to this. I miss him. It just – it wasn't worth paying
4: him. And we knew kind of the whole season that someone was going to pay him uh, and that we just didn't have that kind of flexibility. But he's hes actually got a kind of – I don't know if anyone's watched any Blazers basketball, but I was watching a bit. He's got a good role there. I mean, all he has to do is just play defense and, and run the run the transition. And his, You know, he doesn't have he, to be shooting a lot of threes. He yeah. just has to kind of be the athletic guy he is.
1: I think DJJ's a better Mo Harkless for Portland, as funny as that is, because now we have Harkless. Yeah, know, the is starting and DJJ is you know up there, but I, he does work well with them. But we got yeah, pressure, w- so we got pressure. I, w- I, w-
2: I yeah, we're good. Them. I'm not high on the Blazers at all. I think they're going to be in the play-in tournament again.
1: Yeah, they don't have. Don't they're, deep, they're deep. They're watching in, the Blazers right. My I, I think the Blazers have the worst defense in the league. Probably they're awful. They can't defend anything. They can score like crazy, but they can't defend. Yeah, R-
2: R- Roko is not the guy people think he is. He's a great Roco's he's a great ball defender but
1: on ball he's he's not he's not that guy. They don't have any backcourt defense, their frontcourt defense, they don't have any of that either. That all they have is Roko. That's it. They don't have any. They don't have that's the only even decent defender on their team. I think I
0: So, anyways, so moving forward, does anyone else have anything they want to talk when, about? Or Oh, somebody needs to stop getting Mars Leonard
3: from watching Blazers games because that, that three only came from watching Yeah, it. no That's
1: kidding, time. bro. So, he thought he was Dame Dollar. He somebody needs to, like, turn off the <laughs> Blazers game whenever he watches TV. <laughs> he, he he pulled up from 30 feet. No no, even question. He didn't question that shot. He just pulled up. He was like, I'm, Dame, I'm Damian yeah, Lewis. I'm no Miller.
0: hesitation. And if you see the screenshot someone took of it, I mean, there was still 18 seconds left on the shot clock. So, it only Mike, was six I'm, I'm, seconds. I'm surprised
1: he wasn't pulled out of the game Mike D'Antoni would love him.
3: <laughs>
1: Shooting under seven seconds, baby. I would love
3: to hear Myers, you that. get that off under <laughs>
1: seven seconds, you hear? I don't care where it, where it comes from. <laughs> We're in transition. Pull up. Pull up, pull Jesus, pull up from in the, in the circle. <laughs> he needs
3: to it. He needs to realize not even Duncan takes it from that deep.
1: I was, I thought it was Duncan at first, and I realized it was Leonard, and I was like, oh, my gosh, no. <laughs> Terrible. I don't know. I, I think we look good moving forward. I think we look really good moving forward as a team. We'll only improve. So uh, if we get hard and if we don't get hard, we're still going to be a good team. Hopefully we can work something out to where we get him because it is hard and and we got good strip clubs down here so he's going to be i mean that's he's going to be more than happy if he comes here so he's going to oh, be play, he's going to be playing he's well 11. he's going <laughs> yeah yeah Harden's going to have a permanent booth he's going to get a gold plaque at 11 um on a table you know he's going to have his own nobody else is sitting at that table that's that's the beard that's the beard's table so he'll be happy man he'll be putting up mad points cuz he'll have all the the South Florida um Exotic uh, entertainers uh, to to, uh, to to help him through the tough times down here in Miami. It is tough. It's very cold now, so he'll need that to warm up. And it's only two blocks from the arena, too, so he can just he can just
4: get open there real quick.
1: Yeah, he can rent. He can he can he can he can, he can, to, he can, he can, he can rent one, one of those little scooters that are scattered <laughs> around everywhere, and just scoot, scoot up there on a little lime scooter. I'm telling you, come.
3: He he leaves the club at three a.m. goes straight into a workout with Jimmy in the in the. Like, three thirty,
1: game. it's perfect. Yeah, you play yeah. a game, you go to eleven. You play a game seven, get out at nine or get done with nine. You know you have your stuff at the arena. Get out of there at like ten thirty eleven. Speaking of eleven, that's where you're going. So you head up there, have your fun for a few hours, come back and meet meet Jimmy buckets at four a.m. for some shooting. <laughs> Sleep is for losers, anyways. Looks like a good fit to me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, anyways, well, anything to, to finish you guys off, I'll say I'm glad I think somebody from the Heat listens to the podcast because last podcast I did say get Kelly and Kendrick the <laughs> hell off my team and off the court, and they played no minutes the first day. So, whoever from the Heat organization that listens to me, <laughs> I appreciate you.
0: Hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, aside from that, anything we're else? Good. or?
2: Yeah, I think we're good.
0: All right. Thank you for listening to the Heat vs. the World podcast and we'll see you next time with a brand new episode.